0: Nobody can tell you There's only one song worth singing They may try and sell you Cause it hangs them up
1: Welcome to Lost in the Lockdown again. Um, First episode of our journey into season two, finally. Um, Um, (laughs) We are looking at a big one today. Um, Going forward, we'll be doing one episode per podcast, just because there is so much shit to deal with, as they say. Um, I won't... um, Stand on pleasantries too much because I know we've got a lot to talk about, but just know the format will be changing in that respect. Uh, I hope you do enjoy us delving much further into the mythology now. Uh, and before we get into the episode, I will hand over as always to Scott for any trivia or
0: the likes. Yeah, we've got we've got quite a, I think, in all aspects, I think we've got quite a bit to talk about. Um, so this one aired on 21st September 2005. Uh, happy birthday, Shannon. This is Maggie Grace's 22nd birthday on this date. So, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. So um, think, thinking back, she was only like 20 when she started, or 19 when she started filming for Lost. So she's only a, a, little, a little chick at the time. Um, <laughs> this was directed by Jack Bender. Uh, As we know, he's one of the prolific directors on the show, written by Lindelof, and this is probably the most significant episode of the show in terms of viewership, because it got a 23.5 million audience, uh, and it was a serious high at the time, and it's also the most watched episode of the show entirely.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, this one was, was the top one overall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess wow. that
2: makes sense when you think about, like, the, the cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 23 million, that's that's it's, it's big numbers. That,
1: and then when, when you insane, <laughs> I think we've said before, but there's just so many shows now that just don't get that kind of
0: viewership. It's mad. Yeah. It's mad. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, going from the, the, the cliffhanger, you know, it was, yeah probably the I don't know, probably the most talked about cliffhanger for quite some time Oh, um, God, Because yes. I, I can't recall many other um, cliffhangers throughout the season which kind of got me as much as the first one that like really got you kind yeah. of excited
1: Well, I think it's the mo- most traditional one because at this point we've not really gone full craziness, have we? We've not really delved into anything and um, so in that respect, I think it was easy for people to latch to, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, uh, welcome, welcome guys to another game of uh, how old is that rapper? <laughs> so um, go go go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the topic today is one William, uh, sorry, Willard Carroll Smith Jr. Uh, so contestants, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Tom here from the steel city hey. <laughs> of Sheffield Woo-hoo. and we've got Jonathan here from lovely, beautiful County down. Right. Um, so contestants, I need your guesses for the age of Will Smith. Oh, wow. Well, he's in his fifties. De- yeah, he is- he's
1: definitely in his fifties.
0: Just for context, he wasn't born on the twenty-first September. He was born on the twenty-fifth. This is the closest one, <laughs> and I thought I, I had to include him. I had to do it because he's obviously one of the biggest sort of mm-hmm. stars. So. Um, fifty-three. Okay, I was going to say fifty-four. Oh, Tom, gonna... you've done it again. Oh. Hey. Uh, okay, he's not fifty-three, but you've won. He's uh fifty-one. He turns fifty-two next month. He's got. Well, he's got them uh, good years Yeah, September.
1: He's got good genes,
0: that kid. Yes, fifty-one. I thought he was older. I definitely did so.
1: I thought he would have been a bit older, actually. Yeah, I mean.
0: It... I honestly thought fifty-four would be more kind of yeah. accurate. But... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. No, he looks good for his age.
0: <laughs> it's not doing wonders for his marriage, though. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, that's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
0: weird. I don't even know why they done that thing. It was just odd. It was just very odd, odd wasn't behavior. it? It was very odd. Yeah. Bless well, you lot. That- Thanks for playing. <laughs>
1: well, thank you. As always, I'll take that point, and I'm sure as we go further forward, I will lose eventually. But thank you. <laughs> so, moving on to John with some guest stars, and I believe we may have a few.
2: Uh, yeah there's a couple here um, a few of them we've mentioned before um, you know, they're, they're returning characters um, in this episode we have both Christian Shepherd and uh, the chronologically um, the first time Jack and his, his future wife meet um, under mm-hmm. less than ideal circumstances um, but the new characters um, one of them appears in this episode and the, the, the next couple um, and I would actually forgotten he doesn't appear again for the rest of the season, more or less. Is uh, Henry Ian Cusick, who plays, uh, I would say, fan favorite Desmond, uh, makes his first appearance in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's an actor that uh, I I didn't know I didn't know of before Lost, and since Lost, he's one of those guys that again pops up in every show that you've that you've seen. Quite a few <laughs> of them in and around Hawaii, because a lot of the Lost cast seem to have really just moved to hawaii after the show yeah. um yeah he lives there now doesn't he yeah i think so yeah uh, but he's been in it, like he's been in loads of those like cw dramas because uh, he's been in <laughs> he's been in the 100 i think he was yeah. uh, a me cast member in that i haven't watched it i just i just noted he's in it um he's also I been in a couple episodes. That. oh yeah is that any good
1: at first i thought now this is this is utter bollocks and then <laughs> my my friends who stuck it out and by all accounts the critical reception for it it's actually turned in its favor and it seems like it's uh, turned into something rather interesting so i might at some point in the future pick it up again yeah from my memory he was like the leader of a corporation of some sorts that wasn't very nice so he might be a bit of a baddie (laughs) he might have been a bit of a baddie from memory rather than a good guy
2: I'm not sure. It, it, again, it's one of those ones that I always see advertised, but it's like, it's it's six seasons in. It's like I'm never going to watch this. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He he says on a podcast where he's watching six seasons of Lost again, but you know. Um. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he was he was in Lost. Obviously, he's Desmond. He was in a couple episodes of Fringe, which is another JJ J. Abrams connection. Uh, all, he was all, in, all hail
1: Fringe. All hail Fringe. Oh, I love
2: Fringe. It's great. Uh, right. He was in Scandal, apparently. Uh, oh, okay. Quite a, from for three or four years. Again, not watched it. Um, he was <laughs> in uh, a show called The Passage, which uh, I think was quite good. It was like a, a, a vampire thing. And he is also in MacGyver, which again, I think it films in Hawaii. I'm not 100% I, certain. Um, am I right, yes, right
1: in saying that The Passage has got Mark Paul Goslier in it, aka
2: Zach yes, Morris? Yes, <laughs> Zach Morris. That's the one. Um, yes. Again, I haven't seen the show, um, but I've, I've read the book it's based on, uh, which is very, very good. Um, but yeah, like one of those ones that's that's uh, predominantly a, a TV actor, um, and you know, seems to be quite uh, a regular, um, a regular regular, I guess. You know, he's he's always part of the main cast and everything. He is he is a no since lost, um, but yeah, I, I, I love a bit of Desmond. Um, oh, he's brilliant. <laughs> he's he's up there he's with so, them. Lot he's so, he's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the only other um, uh, guest star in this episode, uh, isn't it very much, he plays the fiance of Sarah, um, is an actor called Anson Mount, who currently plays Captain Pike on Star Trek I Discovery.
1: To, I was about to say it's Captain Pike.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't watch yeah. that show. I just I just recognize his face. But, um, yeah. Let, put I, it I this think way. That's the only...
1: Put it this way, John. He's the only good thing about
0: it.
2: Yeah, true. I oh, was really? about to say okay. that. Yeah, he's literally the only good
0: redeeming part of that show. Otherwise, <laughs> it's absolutely It's bobbins. It's, it's horrible it, show it, I was okay. gonna
1: say, I'm not. I'm not picking up again from season three. He, his 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 contract was a one season thing, and now thankfully he's getting his own show. Um, oh, okay. As Captain, yeah, Pike. with
0: Re- with Rebecca Romaine as well. Uh, yeah, she's, she's gonna be number
1: number one, isn't she?
0: I think she's called number two. Oh, actually. number two.
1: Sorry, sorry, my bad.
0: Which kind of makes sense, because she's a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those shows that, for the sake of destroying continuity, it's just destroyed continuity for no reason. It didn't need to, um, and it makes absolutely fuck all sense. So, But that's, that's that show. <laughs> but Anson Mount also was in an AMC drama called Hell on Wheels, if you like your westerns at all.
0: Um, oh, yeah, I remember that show. And yeah, yeah.
1: It started off really slow, but then it developed into something really quite good. And it was at the time when like Red Dead Redemption came out, so I was big on my westerns. So I had, that, <laughs> I was watching that alongside playing Red Dead, and it was really awesome, really good show.
2: very <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, again, it's that's another one I've I've heard of, but never never got round to. Um, I thought it was originally when I saw Hell on Wheels, I thought it was maybe like a Sons of Anarchy spinoff, but. Obviously not, uh, and I, <laughs> yeah. he was also in the the Britney Spears classic film Crossroads. Apparently, I'm just looking at his IMDb now. <laughs> a film I have seen but have blocked out all memory of. He We'd was l- also in that really terrible uh, Inhumans
0: show on ABC. Do you know? Uh, I never watched the... it,
1: and I'm glad it's I didn't. Shit,
0: <laughs> so bad, just terrible. He plays like a mute character called Black Bolt. He's quite Black a famous Ball, cl- yeah. character, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's a mute, and if he talks, then he destroys his surroundings because his voice is like... Kind of like Banshee from X-Men, except Banshee can speak, but this guy, he can't speak, he just kills everyone with his voice. I
1: I find it amusing as well. No offence to Anson Mount, I think he's he's a very uh, good-looking chap, and he's a very good actor, but I think the Inhumans TV series was repurposed as such because the film fell through. And I, but yes, from, that's right. But from memory, originally Black Bolt was going to be Vin Diesel, I think.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. It was. Um, hmm. I think he was kind of uh, yeah. He was like scouted out and and like cast and yeah. like years before the TV show kind of came to play. But yeah, he was like it was all going to be built around him. And kind of like and this is before Guardians, exactly.
1: And it's kind of like Dwayne Johnson hmm. being uh, Black Adam and for ages and thinking, now, it's never going to happen." And now it seems it actually yeah. is happening. So anyway. <laughs> Sidetrack, but yes, there's a lot of cool guest stars. So, if that's everything, we can uh, we could make a move and get into the nitty gritty. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I th- I think I'll just start this off. This is obviously the first time that we get to do this, whereby we can we've done our season one recap, but we can actually now start forming, um, or bringing in the cliffhangers of each ep- of the season finales into what we're discussing now, so I guess, obviously, we left off season one with that now incredibly famous shot of uh, Jack and Lot looking down the, ha- the now blown open hatch into mm-hmm. a vast abyss of absolute mm-hmm. nothingness. You get a bit of a, a look at a ladder, but then you see it's broken, so Whoever or whatever is in said hatch cannot get out, or at least you assume mm-hmm. they can't get out at that point. Um, this is predominantly a Jack episode, if I'm right. It's a Jack-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, s- sings sings to me, as we all know. I might as well just confess mm-hmm. my eternal, undying love for Matthew Fox at this point. <laughs> um, but I think it's quite interesting. Just before we get into some of the um, actual plot points, that you know, the producers—they had two ways to go about it, really. Because if you think about it, in the in Exodus, you know, we had two separate storylines, and and they chose to pick up the hatch storyline and leave uh, the raft events until we what will be next week's episode, Adrift. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a fairly common thing within shows nowadays, you know, they they leave two or three things hanging in a finale and they can only pick up so much. Uh I think mm. it's a wise choice to pick up the hatch, if I'm honest. Um I don't Ooh. know how I don't know how it'd have felt if a drift was the first one. I'd probably feel a bit shortchanged if I'm honest. Because <laughs> whilst I do care about those characters, I'm much more invested and interested in what the fuck is down the hatch. <laughs>
2: yeah. It would be like um this is this is a perhaps a dated reference. But you remember the first season of South Park ended with a cliffhanger? And yes. then the second season came back and it was like a, a Terrence and Philip episode instead of the resolution to the cliffhanger. And they did <laughs> they do that on purpose? Oh yeah, no, they absolutely did it on purpose. Because <laughs> yeah. um, like, I think the episode starts with and oh, now we're going to tell you the answer to... And then the Terrence oh, and it Wasn't it Cartman's
1: starts... dad? Who's, Car- who's Cartman's dad or something? Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not dated. It's a perfect. It's a perfect analogy, really. So, I'm. I'm just. I just think the writers wisely. It, it's not really important as such, but it's, I just think the writers and producers wisely chose to obviously continue mm-hmm. this storyline. Um, the events more or less. In fact, no, the events pick up exactly um, from that moment or a couple of minutes before, depending on who you. Yes. Yeah. So we we'll, we'll, we will jump into what I will not necessarily consider a flashback i'll consider it an introduction Mm -hmm. Oh yeah yeah. i think we have to start Um, with the
2: uh the the cold open because it's it's an old timer um definitely
1: yes it's an old timer it's an old timer and it's my favorite cold open probably Mm. generally um i think it's it's so effective so we'll start with just basically a man (laughs) wakes up in his bunk bed from his bunk bed um and he presses a few keys on a very dated, even for the time the show Mm -hmm. was produced, uh, a very dated, I want to say late 70s kind of era computer. Yeah. It's very 70s, 80s computer. Um, And he basically goes about his day. He gets dressed. um, He begins his day by, um, you know, Washing, washing the pots. He does a bit of a workout, shower, all the usual things we're used to. He has a smoothie, and <laughs> he has a smoothie. Yes, of course, he has a smoothie. Um, and as we're getting this sense of his surroundings, it's it's all kind of dated, but you know, it's it's not the island. You know, it's very mm-hmm. homely in a way. You get the lived sense in-ness. of well, you think that yeah, lived inness. You get an idea of potential natural light You don't know otherwise at this point and he puts on some music um which is fan it's make your own kind of music by uh mm. Mama Cass yes uh, which is a, fen- a phenomenal song <laughs> in its own right um and I don't know about you guys but absolutely synonymous with with this opening oh, now yeah, for oh, me every yeah. time i hear that song it's it, i immediately yeah, think absolutely. of this
2: um, it fits
0: um it does fit in with, with the situation as well. It's very um, it's very like topical for the for what's going on as well. So it kind of it marries up so yes. well. And like you say, I any time I hear it, I just see Desmond on his on his little exercise bike. <laughs> well, yeah. sorry, a man. I think it's important. to say...
1: <laughs> yeah, a man, a man. At this point, I think it's also important to say that he injects himself with something. You can assume like maybe some. I don't. You're not meant to oh, know at this point, but yeah. it's important just to to know. That he does inject yeah. himself with something, and it comes, it comes. Yeah, like I assume that's eventually. the
2: uh, the answer to yeah. that is in the the Desmond episode, closer to the end of the season. I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I believe so because that's when you get a bit more of a breakdown yeah. of what yeah. the hatch mm-hmm. really is. To be honest, as mm. we get it's, it's, into it, or what the yeah, yeah, like it's is. just
2: a, it's a very good, um, like I say, a, an all timer cold open. But because I think I mentioned it last week uh, in like the the recap, I had almost forgotten. That uh, it, it does such a good job of wrong-footing you, because even though I didn't know what was in the hatch, you know, when you see this, you're like, oh, this is this must be obviously in the say the '70s or '80s, so it's obviously not what was in the hatch, and then it just slowly makes its way around to when you when you hear the explosion, and even when I heard the explosion, I was like, oh, I wonder what's happening. I didn't put two and two together and think, oh, hang on, <laughs> that's that's. Lock and, and Jack up the top. Like, it does a really good job of, of wrong-footing you to, to make you think maybe this is a flashback of some sort. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I, I think I think that's the beauty of uh, how the first season almost trained you mm. as an audience. You know, you, you got very comfortable very quick about, this is a flashback. The, you know, the whooshing sound bridge is is you bridged between present-day mm. events mm-hmm. and your flashbacks. You got very comfortable in that uh, format, and even though uh, that format remains the same un- up until obviously uh, mm-hmm. season four, they're already trying to find ways to kind mm-hmm. of debunk it or at least th- throw you off, yeah. like you've just said. Um, so I was exactly the same as you. There's no, there's, I just kind of turned it on, started watching it. I was like, oh, interesting mm-hmm. flashback this, but then we can safely say that that is put to rest very quickly because all of a sudden everything shakes. There's an explosion. And I think part... You immediate... Well, you think you don't know what's going on, but I think subconsciously, or even consciously, you think, Mm -hmm. oh, wait a minute. Hang on a sec. Hang on a moment. Smarter people than me probably worked it out at that point. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't think initially... I did, but you know, looking back on it, you just think oh, it's so it's so well written. It it, it really <laughs> hurts how well written it is. Um, it spurs the man <laughs> to arm himself, uh, and again, it's it's this very uh, concise set of images. Really, you know, this guy's got mm. an armory. Before we we were looking at an exercise bike and a kitchen and. Quite quaint little living quarters that he's in, and now he's he's opening an mm-hmm. armory. Yeah. What the yeah. Hell? <laughs> and th- and then he gets that he gets that funky looking like telescope and mirror system mm-hmm. on the go.
0: Very clever. And you yeah. think,
1: oh wait, it's very clever, but you think, hang on a sec, where where are we and what what is happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the mood the mood shifts mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. from very quaint, lovely music, lovely kind of introduction to full-on thriller yeah almost there's a very um quick transition of music
0: as well so it goes from mama Cass, and then when the explosion happens it cuts to like the gianchino score and it like you say it's like a thriller almost and it goes to like it goes to action yeah exactly
1: and uh he moves around some of the mirrors a little bit and it and then it goes the camera follows through all the mirrors i think it's a lovely tracking shot even though i'd imagine a lot of it Hmm. is cg just because of you know, it's in the dark; they can get away with it to mm. fool you. But it's such a clever little tracking shot, and then you look straight up, and you see the faces of Jack yeah. and. That's oh, really Jack, good.
2: Like, uh, just a just a nice is... um, inversion of the of the ending of of Exodus. You know, before yeah. that, I'm fairly certain like the the camera just went went down the uh, like down the shaft of the hatch, and now obviously we're, we're going the opposite way. It's just just a nice little well, not technically yeah. dance, but. Um, you no, know, just uh, the the synergy. I don't even know if that's the right word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. No, that's spot on.
1: No, I, I no, I, th- I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right.
2: And then smash got into lost.
1: Excellent. <laughs> Title card. Oh, as always, as always. So, I mean, what do what in terms of uh, effectiveness? I, I think it it blows everything out of the water. Really, what you mm. what you thought you know, because. Because now, so cleverly without any words let's face it, any dialogue you know, this mystery um, even though you don't know what the hatch's purpose is at this point you know, part of you did spend, and we discussed it when we were covering season one what is Mm -hmm. down the hatch and basically in the first five or six minutes I want to say, you know, they just kind of say, oh, so there is it's just (laughs) a dude but there's clearly more to it than this and it's so clever how they just it's not even a proper explanation, yeah. but you yeah. know now that little mis that little <laughs> yeah, mystery basically, is Like
2: they show you everything, but they also show you nothing. Um, and and you're you're just yes, again you're exactly. just instantly hooked. Um, I, I might even go as far to say well we, we have said it's it's our favourite one from the series, but I mean it's it's better well, it's certainly um, Given what we know now, maybe it is it is better than the the opening to the pilot. Uh, like the opening of the pilot is very very exciting, but this is very very uh, intriguing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, with they're that. kind of
0: uh, they're they're going they're doubling down on the uh, mythology, the mystery, yeah. the intrigue. Um, yeah. Yeah, like like what you said about uh, showing you everything but nothing at the same time. Like that was quite. That's probably why it's one of my favorite. Well, probably my favorite opening across the whole show because mm. you just get these little cuts Same. these images Same. of like the, the terminals you see him on the bike you see this you know his, his living quarters and everything is so mismatched like you see this exercise bike from like the, the 60s then you see like a blender which is obviously from like you know more modern you see the, the the um it's not like a hypodermic is it it's like a it's an injector kind of thing and that's like from the 80s yeah. 70s maybe older than that mm. so all these kind of things all muddled together but it, it's yeah, it's giving you like hints and clues and dropping things in your path, but it's not directing you anywhere. It's quite, quite unique.
1: I know. I think also cleverly, a lot of those things that it shows you um, are very important exactly. going forward. You just don't know yeah, it at this exactly point. exactly that. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> very so good. good. I'm going to listen to Mama. <laughs> <after this. laughs> so, with, with that. What I've classed as introduction um, I don't know flashbacks should we go flashbacks or on-island events I don't know because we've kind of teed it up to I don't want to like get confused with mishmashing we'll go to flashbacks yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a bit of flashbacks so we know we we know where it's ended and it's ended exactly or that the introductions ended where the finale ended basically as John said there's that synergy we've linked up now but there is something else happening in the background so, in terms of the flashbacks, like I said at the start, this is a Jack-centric episode. Um, I think Jack, from memory, is often used as the f- opening character, I want to say, for every mm. season. I, I Don't <laughs> hold me to that. But I feel like because of his, his role as arguably the main protagonist of mm. the show, he often starts the season... Um so, and this is no exception. And I, again, these flashbacks are so strong and so burned in my memory because I must have watched this episode so many times mm-hmm. over the years. It's, so, it's just just brilliant. So, as John, you you've said, uh, Sarah is back and he encounters, his, you know, Jack encounters her uh, chronologically, the mm-hmm. first time, um, arriving in an emergency in the emergency room after that car accident. Um, and he say, and we know he saves a life, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, he go, but he explains to her that you know she's she's got is it spinal cord injury? She can't, she won't be able to walk again. Uh, yes, day. yes,
2: it's pretty much the the gist. Um, it's uh, the whole the whole episode is about Jack's bedside manner, I guess. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, he, <laughs> yeah. he's
2: very well. He'll yeah, yeah he's very um to the point and not very. Uh, emotional or not very reassuring, at least. Um, but then you know, that, that that goes on to change. the The one thing I noticed on this um was gonna... on this watch is that the passenger in the other car, you guys probably know this. Um, mm-hmm. is is someone else related to somebody else on the show? Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I didn't. Yeah. I'm fairly certain I didn't pick up on the first time. Me neither. Mm. No. I mean, it is just a, a throwaway line, but um, I, it, I I called it this time because I know everybody's surname now, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> which I didn't know on my on my first watch yeah. Um, I just thought that was quite interesting. Um, but yes, uh, the the line is that she wants to dance at her wedding, uh, which is.
1: Yeah, I mean, do, we we do get a bit of "I'm going to fix you" mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Down we way, do, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so that that famous "I'm gonna fix you" line from Jack, as always, he needs to be—he is the fixer-upper. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to sort everybody out. Do we, um, what do we? Th- um, he needs to help What do we everyone. think about
0: uh, Jack's fucking wig? In this <laughs> oh episode. yes, um, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> just ripped off a cat's ass, and stuck on his, <laughs> stuck on his head. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's
1: it's not. It's it's not good, and I think we've said this before, haven't we? Like God bless the hair and makeup <laughs> department on this show, because a lot of the times they get it right, but when they get it wrong, they <laughs> get it <laughs> <so> wrong. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did um, we think of um, the, the one point of, of that the first flashback sequence that kind of like, struck me? I didn't ask before. Is Jack made a conscious decision to stay with Sarah to, to help mm. her and not the yes. Well, we know who it is, but I mean, maybe we should not. S- I mean. We we know who it is, and they do name him, but um, it doesn't matter. But anyway, he opts to stay with her. Do you think he done that because, um, he felt more sympathy, more empathy towards her? I don't know because who caused the accident?
2: Was um, it Sarah or was it I think the it other was, driver? No, I think it was her.
1: Her, I think it was her yeah. as well. Yeah,
2: trying to grab a phone, stupid bitch. Um, I don't <laughs> think. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't no- think they mention like there's no. I, Unless I'm I'm misremembering, I don't think there's any sort of uh, on screen. Um, I kind of think the word I'm searching for, but like, there's no moment where Jack. There's a there's no reason for Jack choosing her over over him. I think. Um, no, the, the maybe, other doctors no. just say,
0: "Oh, we need you, Doctor Shepard, and you yeah. start working on Sarah, and he just ignores him. Well, he looks up, and then he's no, like, i 'No, I'm I'm staying with her.' Yeah. He just yeah. yeah, he doesn't actually say anything, mm. but.
1: I think. It's almost an interesting uh, comparison to the pilot in that he, you know, he springs into action. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's called into action, but he's got to make a quick decision. Mm-hmm. I think we know, dependent on his mood, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Jack's either really good or really bad huh. at that. Um, I just think in this situation, I, I don't really know. I, I think I'm probably with John. There's nothing. There's nothing there to suggest that. He chose her for any reason as such it was just he kind of probably went with his mm. gut um i think that's
0: the, i think that's the easiest explanation i think he yeah, just had to go with his gut yeah. at the time
1: because whilst we won't mention who other said person is they die fairly quick if i'm yeah right in yeah thinking they it's yeah they tap out fairly yeah, quick
0: it's yeah pretty soon after she wakes up the yeah before she yeah. goes for operation and yeah so the first time she wakes up he. She asked him about, you know, what happened and said, oh, he died in, in ER. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's your brown bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's also part... I mean, you can look at this in the context of the whole show um, without jumping forward too much. All the the, the idea of fate and destiny, uh, I think, does probably play a background role mm-hmm. in that. Um, in Yeah, massively
0: in this. There's, even just on an... Uh, yeah. yeah, it not, not just like undertones of it but like, verbally especially on the island stuff you know with John um, yeah, destiny is a big theme of, of this episode very well done That's as well
1: totally. yeah so I mean it, the flashbacks continue in, in sort of a similar manner but I thought it was quite funny that Christian kind of chastised him it was interesting to see Christian have a go at Jack mm-hmm. for once about as you've already said, Johnny's bedside mm-hmm. manner. Um, I, d- I don't know why I just kind of had a quick giggle to myself because it was like, oh, the tables have turned. This is obviously Jack in a much you know younger version of himself. Well, he's, he's, he's got hair. Still learning the ropes. <laughs> he's got hair. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got the hair, of course. But there's there's just a lot to learn about him, and maybe it's uh, this is a Christian who is a bit more about mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, who 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 can kind of chastise him and try and teach him <laughs> better ways? I, I don't know. It just made me it just made me think about where where he's where Christian ended up and and how everyone felt about him. Mm. I don't know. No, just one of them things, mm, really. No, I I agree. But he Jack Jack goes on to operate on Sarah. Um. I,
2: th- I thought it was and, sorry, sorry. Just uh, I thought it was quite funny that um Jack goes from having terrible bedside manner to going to <laughs> immediately like I'm going to fix you. Uh, it's like <laughs> it, like I'm yeah, going to yeah. you'll be better than you ever were, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like from one extreme to the other. I just thought it was quite funny, um, and even like the six million dollar. <laughs> yeah, <woman>. basically. <laughs> uh, but even the the other. Uh, The other uh, people in the room, in the in the surgery, with are like, "Whoa, (laughs) Jack, calm yourself down a bit (laughs) here. We you know we might not be able to do this." Um, Like the other nurses and doctors, just give him a look. It's like, uh, "Okay, that's." I mean, you're giving her a bit of false hope here, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's all for your character development. I guess. It's yeah. It's weird how kind of Christian
0: is like the. um, He effectively. Instills that in Jack just from that conversation he has. Mm. It's quite. It's, it, it, and obviously, going forward from previous flashbacks, we know that they their relationship breaks down completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this may be one of the only good things he. It, based on the flashbacks we've seen, it's one of the only good things he's really done for Jack is give him. Uh, just help him to be a bit more. Uh, what's the word? I don't know, kinda. I mean, I'll put put yourself in that position. I mean me personally, I would want to be given false hope. I I want something <laughs> to be straight. Yeah. yeah. Um it's it's just a delicate situation I guess. But I guess he could have been a less colder. He was very very cold when he was detailing all of the injuries that Sarah received, like to her face as well. Yeah. And it was it was yeah. almost like he was like at a meeting, like a board meeting going through like a patient's sort of like x-rays and he just tells it everything. It's like, this is horrible, but, you know what I mean? <laughs> you are broken. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's like pretty much straight to the point, you know, you're not going to walk again, basically, you're not mm. going to dance at your wedding, that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just, I just thought it was quite interesting that, just from that one conversation Christian had with Jack, he kind of has that sense of, okay, maybe I should be less cold, and, I don't know, mm. maybe, I don't know, maybe if there's more flashbacks, maybe we'll see that kind of happening a bit more i guess we do to a degree possibly i don't know if tom remembers well (laughs) uh i'd have to have a think about that (laughs)
1: uh it's not something that rolls off my brain very quick no i'd have to have a think but i know what you're saying it's just it's just again we've got the we've got the whole uh the daddy issue dynamic but it's a bit different this Mm. time um And, you know, again, this episode, as well as introducing... uh, Well, obviously introducing a new storyline for the show, introducing a couple of new characters, uh, but it's subverting what you already know about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very brave of a show so early... Well, you wouldn't have known it was so early in its run, I guess, at the time. But even still, for a season two opener to just kind of... Not do away, but almost, you know flip everything on its head the way this one does it, it's, it's ballsy to be honest with you it's really brave mm-hmm. from a writing perspective yeah. but you know Jack operates on Sarah he saves her as he says you know he's fixed her or he does fix her as we know and then he decides to go for a little run because <laughs> <laughs> he's running a is it a Tordestad stard? yes, it, Cop- yes that's so Tordestad. Stard.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, Tordestad right perfect I got it right <laughs> yay <laughs> Uh, around a stadium, and again, this 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 whole you know uh, sequence is just burned into my memory because it's so good. Um, he's running, he falls, and he runs into another um, runner uh, who says, "You know, are you all right, brother?" <laughs> <laughs> um, as he so beautifully does, <clears throat> uh, and he's called Desmond. And tells him he's training to do a race around the world yeah
0: a lot actually I love the um, the start of the scene where uh, they're both running against each other mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of like a it's like a proto like on your left from Captain America <laughs> where like oh, yeah. Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers are running against each other it reminded me of that just watching it back um <laughs> yeah but yeah Jack does his uncle in and uh Desmond says he at one point was gonna be a doctor so he has like medical training and um, yeah they talk about his race and yeah and then Jack mentions about the Sarah
2: situation mm-hmm. yeah, he, he just does. sort of he does just sort of unloads all his his uh inner feelings at this moment really um to a complete stranger which I guess you know yeah maybe in that instance is, is possibly the easiest thing to do um <laughs> no it's, it's it's a it's a it's a good say to me because otherwise you wouldn't have um but you wouldn't get get the insight. You wouldn't get Jack's state of mind as well, I don't think. Um, it was just, you know, certain, like, looks the camera. Or not looks the camera, that's not what I mean. But, like, like <laughs> close-ups, you know. Um, it, it might be a case of, of telling rather than showing. But it's it, it's such a good scene between these, these two actors that I don't really mind. Um, and it also feeds into the whole... Um, the the miracle aspect and I guess the the coincidence um, aspect mm-hmm. of the whole thing because again I'm jumping forward but you know you have the end of the episode there's a lot of coincidences uh, in this episode um, you know the, the Islanders have have met or at least you know six degrees of separation between them um, but it, it's just it's just a nice a nice scene to introduce Desmond before we actually see him yeah definitely
0: yeah. Oh, actually, I just remembered there was a a sequence just before this. So, before the operation... um, It's right before the operation. So, Anson Mount is in the office with Jack and Jack tells him the situation of Sarah's condition and her injuries. And and he says, oh, so she's not going to be able to walk or do anything, so I'll take to the toilet. And uh, I think Jack... There's no like a uh, verbal reaction from Jack, and it cuts to the operating theatre, and Jack just bursts through the fucking doors, and it's like, "Let's fucking do this," <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then that's when all the doctors are around him, and he says to Sarah, "Yeah, I'm gonna fix you," and um, <laughs> it's just kind of like, "I got this, guys." <laughs> yeah, and Mountain Mount is just like, pissed him off to the, to the like he's had his dad <laughs> say to him, "You need to be a bit more kinder to your patients and give him some hope." And then you have got Sir Mount saying, i ain't taking her to the shitter." <laughs> um, so he's like, "Fuck that! I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it now. Let's just get, get it done." <laughs> it's brilliant. The cut is just amazing. Just <laughs> it's
1: brilliant. one thing I will say though, what do we think about Jack's headband?
0: Oh, Prison Jack!
2: <laughs>
1: prison, Prison Jack.
2: I, I oh. wondered what you meant whenever you, like, <laughs> that was uh, in the DMs the other day. It's like, Prison Jack? What are you talking about? No, I remember. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Yo, Prison Michael. <major. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking yeah. at a picture, of but now, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, one thing I will say, and I don't mean this in, like, a racist thing at all, but White men should not wear bandanas like that. It's it's exclusive to people <laughs> of color. I honestly believe that. I think that's the, the only they only they can rock it. Like white people cannot do it. Yeah. It just looks re- they look like pirates, basically.
1: <laughs> you need to ring axel Rose then.
0: Oh fuck me! I oh, actually know he did look cool back in the nineties with that bandana. <laughs> man. Oh man, he did rock it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe because he's a rock star and it's not part of his general ensemble. It's only like when he's on stage. I mean, maybe it is like in his kind of general wardrobe now because he's an old man <laughs> um but watching like a 30 33 34 year old man wearing one walking up a stadium <laughs> talk to a scottish
2: man this mm, doesn't work <laughs> yeah it, speaking as a, a I mean, 35 year old man i don't think i can get away with it <laughs> i definitely can't get away
1: with it and i tr- probably would try to get away with it i tried to get away with everything <laughs> uh
0: we, we won't go back to the bone I situation did... because you know <laughs> Fashion is a big talking point
1: for this show. It is, but as you have already said, as i have already pointed out, coincidences. You know, there's a lot about this scene that. We, well, we've already discussed it, but, you know, a Scot- a Scottish man in America, it's not unfamiliar. But you know, he's going to do a race around the world, and if he, had, it's it's all retrospect and hindsight. When you watch it back, you're like a race around the world. Hmm. Okay, and he's, he's running, like isn't America.
0: he? So this, yeah, it's a bit of a red herring, isn't it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it is.
0: He's yeah, doing it for, um, he's doing it for condition, isn't he He's doing it for his own, his own like health and mental well-being, I guess. Not for his like mm-hmm. physical condition, maybe. I guess you got to be fit to do what Desmond does, I guess, to to an extent.
1: Uh, you do, and I think going further forward, he does it more to prove something. But we'll not go, we'll not go into that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> not just yet. Oh, no, no, because that makes me cry. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so... Jack gets the few words of wisdom from Brother Desmond. Um,
0: (laughs) That's another hint to a a a flashback, isn't it? (laughs) Brother Desmond. It is. (laughs) Brother
1: Desmond. But he's really... He's just such a calm influence on this show, isn't he, really? He's just just great. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I I just can't explain it any more than that. He's just... Every time he turns up, I just love
0: him. Yeah, and I think he's... I hes Obviously, we, we won't go into his appearances this season straight away, but when he yeah. is appearing, it's very, very, very important. It's like he's used in the most effective mm-hmm. way. Um, and when he does come back eventually after this episode, it's like, fuck, it's incredible. So, yeah. And that's like right at the end as well, I believe. So... It is. Pretty much, it is. The last sort of batch of episodes, he comes mm-hmm. back. Um, so. He's used wisely. Yes, wisely and effectively. Um, I mean, did he get this? Did he get? He was a series regular for free, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: excuse me. Uh, I think he was I
2: a regular was. right up until the end. Like, like as you say, from season three onwards, right up to the end, yeah. end wasn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was. because I mean. I can't actually remember his overall fate, but he was definitely, like, all the way to the end. I mean, he was pretty pivotal even in the finale from memory.
0: Uh Yeah. Same. I mean, everyone pretty much is, aren't they? Everyone kind <laughs> of um, yeah. has their own part in the finale, a big moment. Um mm. Yeah. I think it's, the, the Penny reunion, obviously, is, like, his last big storyline moment like on camera. Um hmm but yeah i think yeah i'm pretty sure john's right i think throughout the, the the duration of the seasons after season three he's or during and after season three he's a pretty much a regular guy um yeah. on the show but this this season it's like is so well done so brilliant it
1: is and just to add to the kind of coincidences perhaps or just the feeling of um miracles when he returns, Jack returns to Sarah's room following, you know, his his conversation with Desmond. She's experienced a miraculous recovery. Mm. He has fixed her.
0: Yes, he goes through the. Um, he talks about the injuries again, um, and how <laughs> again, yes, yeah, yeah, crushed vertebrae. Uh, you're, you're fucked. Confined to a wheelchair rest of your life. And she says, "Oh, you're. Did she say, oh, you're yanking my chain or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or you're mm-hmm. joking me." And then she starts wiggling her little, her little tutsies.
1: <laughs> yes, and then there's a lovely little crying moment, and Jack's just. L- part. I always imagine that Jack was part like, "Fuck yes, <laughs> <laughs> I did it." <laughs> it's
0: weird. It's like there's a, there's a sense of relief to it, but I don't know if you guys picked up. But it's almost like the like a feeling of reverence, like mm. he, like he's experienced a miracle and he's kind of acknowledged it very like telling I think just on Matthew Fox's acting mm-hmm. He's very good in this um and maybe
1: maybe like he didn't even know he admitted it in a way and again that obviously definitely leads into man of science man of faith it blends in with the on, it.
0: yeah it blends with the on-iron, on Ireland yeah. on stuff with Locke, and yeah so the destiny thing and the Jack rejecting the notion of miracles from uh, obviously his dad and of course from Desmond as well um yeah, I'll just I'll,
1: yeah, he's ma- yeah, he's managed to perform one.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of like a fin of disbelief, and yeah, he, yeah, it's it's great. I don't know, I don't know why he's so good, but he just is. All these Jack centric storylines, he's just fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> he is. He really is. Um, and that that wraps up your flashbacks, really. So it's quite extensive. Uh, well, it, it's small but quite extensive with what we've got. So we've obviously got. introduction of Desmond but we don't know it to be Desmond at this time we just know it's gonna it's a it's another character that someone speaks to but very often in Lost they don't introduce anyone without uh, having a reason to do so Mm. Um, so you can expect him to return in some form and you know he served his purpose to kind of make Jack feel uh, better
0: really that's pretty much what it is One yeah second. helps him out yeah um, and yeah. Uh, yeah gives him he gives him the hope I guess to I don't know to see things that are like more of a glass half full kind of guy instead of uh, a pessimist
2: maybe yeah uh, yeah I mean I think that's that's <sighs> I've, I've lost my train of thought again but it's just the the perfect introduction for for Desmond again to contrast with the the subsequent episodes where, where he where he appears you know he's he's obviously um you two, they don't quite recognise each other for for the next couple of episodes or Desmond doesn't quite recognise Jack um, yeah he doesn't yeah that's a good yeah. point actually as I, say, I, I I'm just repeating myself again here but yeah as I say it is a nice a nice way to introduce him and give him a little bit of backstory with Jack. Um, before the characters catch up to what we already know but uh, yeah
1: absolutely so I mean that brings out you know the on island events now
2: mm-hmm. yes so we finally find out or finally get the characters down into the hatch well actually no not quite yet because <laughs> um, they have to argue about it as they always do <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, um, I'm very,
1: very sorry guys. I've just got a, the door's just not knocked two seconds. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh,
0: Stop yeah. talking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so I think at that point, so we got to the top of the hatch and Jack and, oh, Hur- Hurley actually is reciting the numbers. I don't know if he picked up, he's kind of mumbling to himself and he's doing like the crazy man thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Kate asked him like, you know, what's, what's the matter with you? Um, and he kind of like uh, berates Locke and says, Oh, you know, why did you, you know, why did you open the hatch? And Locke says, Well, you know, I'd, he did like a Billy Piper, you know, because he wanted to. And <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, Locke kind of acknowledged that Hurley was telling him to not do it. And he just, oh, just thought, fuck, i
2: would do it anyway. Cause I'll <laughs> yeah, I spent all the last season trying to get it open. So I was going to, I was, <laughs> you weren't going to stop me, Hurley, sorry. Uh, I think this, is this the point where, um, they find that the door says quarantine on the back of it no I think that's later yet. on oh is it okay, no. okay. Um, yeah
0: but there is a point where yeah when oh, actually there's a point in the flashbacks where someone else sees it uh, but someone on the island like on the current timeline like, hmm. the, 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 like the you know the, the regular timeline uh-huh. where someone does see it but it is yeah it's a bit further
2: down oh okay okay um hmm. Yes, but they they decide um not to do anything until the sun comes up. You know, I think they go back and tell everybody, um, you know that that's what they find, isn't that right?
0: They yeah. So John and Lock have John and Lock. Sorry, Jack and Lock have <laughs> their have their own general to do as they always do because yeah. John wants to go down, but the ladder's broken. So Jack says, well, look, we're not going to get everyone in here because it's not it's not safe. So mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. go back and uh, take stock and see what we're going to do. So John John Lock kind of
2: um begrudgingly he says okay you yeah, know, we'll go back um and then the, like they they start to tell everybody about, buddy about it and in the middle of jack's speech <laughs> Locke just walks in with like some some cable and he's like i'm off here jack um <laughs> i don't care what you say but i'm off um and kate uh kate goes with him because you know she wants to, to find out what's happening uh and this is when they lower her down into the hatch uh, oh god Locke is such a cunt isn't which, it which oh, he really is because um, <laughs> I think he's like well you know you're, you're lighter um, so it'll be easier um, <laughs> like it, it's quite it's quite tense because uh, they have the scene obviously it's it's pretty much pitch black uh, and Kate's getting lowered down and then uh, like it, it is quite scary that you see, she sees that there's somebody at the bottom of it because like a, a sudden uh, like I think a torchlight sort of slinks away at the bottom and then she starts yeah. freaking out uh, but but again lock she tells lock this but lock just continues to <laughs> to no, lower I'm her down. down uh but then that's when the the big massive light comes on uh and he just drops her basically um yeah the
0: um well the branches break from the trees or like, the tree oh yes the that's right that's, break. right that's right but then like when he's like secured her and kate's kind of like oh let, let's go back up, and he just goes, "No, I'm just gonna go back down. <laughs> yeah. Keep going." So like and yep. Kate goes, "Oh,
2: okay." <laughs> it's like the the canary in the coal mine kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your expendable kid. Um, but yeah, it, again, it's it's returning to that that, that mystery and uh, like the big light from from previously uh, that that Locke yeah. saw whenever just after Boone died. Um, again, <laughs> we don't we don't find out what it is, uh, and I can't remember if we ever do. Um, but again, it's, it's nice that there's the there's the continuity between, you know, the, the episodes, even though it was it was months prior oh, I'm back. Sorry. No, no, you're OK. <laughs> God,
1: bloody Amazon man decided to deliver now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Sorry. just is that uh, uh, we?
0: <laughs> we we're just talking about we got to where Kate's been lowered down to the hatch, basically. OK, um, okay. I mean, OK. So we, we, can, we can go just, back okay. if you want.
1: No, 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 no. It's fine. We can just cut this bit out of me being stupid. So,
2: <laughs> so yeah, Kate has, has just um, pretty much been lowered down into the the hatch by Locke, and then somebody, yeah. well, Desmond, I assume, turns on the bright light, and she's gone. Um, which uh, I was just saying, it's, it's it's quite nice continuity between you know what happened previously when Locke saw that light. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's it's. Uh, uh, notably different context this time. You know, last time it was sort of a, a ray of hope, and this time it's just like... <laughs> Boom! Yeah, basically. Yeah,
1: It's got a bit of a horror vibe to it, actually, because she disappears, doesn't she?
0: She yeah. screams, and then there's nothing after that big light, and then it goes... I think it goes off, and
2: then Locke is, like, obviously shouting for Kate. Yeah, and that's but the last it's... time you see her in this episode, as far as I'm aware. Um, because yeah, it, it is. Yeah these, yeah, these opening three episodes all have a well, it's not Rashomon because the same thing happens in all of them. But um, you know, everybody everybody jumps back and forward between what they're doing. Um, we we get the I've same really scene said, about five or six different times, <laughs> <yes>. don't we?
1: <laughs> I was going to say it's important to not say that that you know they do they often do overlap a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so a lots going on. <laughs> yeah,
2: like it's really fun. I really like. I remember the the episodes doing that. Um, but it's just really fun to watch. You know, just seeing the the same scene, but from different angles um, and just getting little bits of information. Like I think um, whenever Jack gets down here, he sees like the, the shoes that Locke has yeah. taken off and you obviously you don't find out. It's not a big thing, but it's just one of those, you know, connecting the dots. Um,
1: oh, it's, the, it's the best kind of thing. It really is. Yeah. Um,
2: it it, it yeah. appeals to me greatly. Yeah, I just I just love that kind of thing, you know, because it's the delayed gratification, you know. Uh, when are we going to get the fireworks factory type of thing um, <laughs> to, to bring it back to the Simpsons?
0: Um,
2: <laughs> Did yeah. you
0: think that? Um, obviously, I said earlier that John John's a cunt. Not sorry, not you, John. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I am, but that's okay. Cut, cut out, cut out <laughs> uh, a <little> sorry, drama. <laughs> That's it. This podcast is over. I'm away. See you later.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe that. Because I've, I've got the note written down here as Locke, so there's no reason for me to say John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes <it> even better. <laughs> oh, so, right, what was the point? Right, okay, so did you think that John Locke, Locke was, <laughs> I said he was a bit of a cunt for sending Kate down on a rope. He's doing a boon again. Yes. Um, even though Kate volunteered to go and help him, do you think that he would have asked someone anyway because he didn't want to be put in that position again, or hmm. like he he didn't want to be the one that had to sacrifice himself?
1: Potentially, I mean, am I right in saying he he? You know, they wanted to wait to go down, and he was like, "No, sod that, I'm going down now." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean. It's kinda of like having a patsy, isn't it? He always needs one. Mm. That's <laughs> the thing.
0: I mean before with Boone, he kind of needed him because oh my legs don't work. Like all of a sudden. <laughs> um so yeah, Boone yeah. is like skinny and light. It's like you cop in that plane, it'd be fine. And then it's like with Kate, it's like, Oh you're skinny and like small and light So you go down into the dangerous dark hole with like a rope tethered to you and mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just stand here.
1: And- I'm amazed I'm amazed that she agreed to it. Yeah. Well, no one would. That's the thing. She Fair. didn't
0: even. It was her decision, and they, there isn't a conversation between them where Kate says, "Oh, John, I'm coming with you." It just goes. It just cuts straight from her telling Jack that she's going mm. to her appearing at the at the patch with Locke. Um, yeah. It just seemed. I, I thought he would have like asked someone at the meeting, mm. maybe, because um, Jack does that big speech where he kind of gives people the hope, which is like obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, leading on from the flashback, so he gives people that that hope, and Kate comments on it, saying it's unlike him, um, and then she says, "I'm going down into the hatch uh, off her own back." So mm. uh, I just thought it was just it kind of it kind of didn't it almost didn't want you to think that John was the instigator behind it, but I still got that vibe that John was going to do it anyway. He was just going to let someone go down there for him because he's yeah. such a bastard. <laughs>
1: Yes, he is naughty, John Locke. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it seems it seems like uh, he'd be quite happy as he was in the, the finale to be taken by something um, from the island, you know, because he, yeah. he was like he was like let me die, let me die, um, and then <laughs> uh, and then here he's he's almost <laughs> reluctant. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's maybe inconsistent. Um, you know, where mm. where he uses somebody. Well, no, I suppose it's not. Maybe the. Let Me Die was inconsistent, but um, yeah, I mean, as you say, doing this, this, these podcasts, I've, I've sort of come around to the notion that, yeah, he's not that great, Locke. Um, you no, know, he, he's very, um, yeah, he's <laughs> only, yeah, well, like, yeah, basically, um, all, like, I'm going to fulfill my destiny, and I don't care if I have to kill all of you to do it. Basically, yeah, that's that's John Lott's character in yeah. the first like three
0: seasons. Yeah, <laughs> that is him to a T. Um, but then it, it doesn't help it because sorry, it doesn't help us as an audience to mm. see that because in his flashbacks he's so sympathetic. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's the most annoying character in that mm. in that regard because he's so easily dislikable on the <laughs> island and stuff like. It's mad. That's why he's such a good character. Just the duality. Exactly.
1: I was going to say the duality is the best part about John Locke. Hmm. Absolutely. But I mean, um, I'm just trying to. So yeah, I mean, we can say about the speech Jack gives that speech to, you know, explain to the survivors we found a hatch. We're telling you all now, (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, and hopefully we can go down there and get away. Because at this point, there's still the potential threat of the others, isn't there?
0: Shannon's bank we get a bit of Shannon watch. Um she Yes. Oh, I'll tell you what, one big thing we haven't mentioned. Um so Shannon watch. So Shannon's lost uh Vincent. She's an idiot. Um <laughs> Oh yes, of course. Of she course. and Saeed run into the woods. Um this comes just before the speech, so she goes to the woods and she sees uh little Walt. Walt. Mhm. Yes. Um and he is talking gibberish but a little web search and apparently he is saying don't push the button but backwards uh, they, oh, Lindelof and
1: cool. Coos tw- Twin Peaks this fucker didn't they, <laughs> yeah.
0: they it. so Walt is drenched in water mm-hmm. um, and I remember seeing this when I first saw it like years ago like 2005 and I was like whoa that's a bit creepy
2: so it's, yeah it's very Twin Peaksy. y um yeah. And, and, and yeah so again at this at this point um obviously we know that Walt has been taken but the character stuff yeah. um which yeah it's 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 very creepy i mean i know if, i think we said last time that um the 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 bloody boon um saying whatever it was he was saying um no he's actually bloody not bloody boon he was actually covered in blood <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teresa falls up the stairs yeah like that yeah. that was the, the creepiest thing so far and I'd forgotten about this and this this was pretty creepy I didn't like it one bit
0: no it was because he did like the, the shushing and he heard the whispers as yeah, well yeah and it kind of felt a little bit sorry for Shannon not not too much but a little <laughs> bit that she was a bit in peril enough yeah enough. Um. but yeah uh so after that um, Shannon goes back to the camp and then during the meeting she says I saw Walt and no one believes her mhm um, and then she starts about the others as well obviously going back to the, the thing about the others and Charlie kind of chimes up and says oh they're not real it's, obviously he's going by the Russo thing mm-hmm. Russo's little plot last season um, yes yes of course so people are a bit against the Shannon at the moment which mm-hmm. is uh, well I mean I think she says at one point mm-hmm. she doesn't she wants to be useful and I'm like, she does. Thank fuck. She does. That's, that's all we want <laughs> as an audience. Um, so she's trying to be. So she's a useful character now by being fucking unuseful and them shine a light right on it. Because um, she can't look after a fucking dog. But anyway. So yeah, sorry. That's where we get to <laughs> the speech. To, to, be
1: fair, to be fair to her, Vincent does run away from a lot of other characters. Um, <laughs> I will give her this.
0: But that's all she has. Like, literally, that's all she has to do. All that?
1: Uh, yeah, now that you put it like that. But uh,
0: well, apart from apart from the odd like um, five knuckle shuffle for, Saeed, I mean, what else? What else does she do? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, you got me yeah. there.
1: Yeah, got she's not the voice of
0: reason. She's not like the the matriarch. She's not the go getter. Uh, she's just boring, boring old channel with Vincent. Um. Yeah,
1: oh. yeah. I tr- I tried to look out for you there, Shannon. But <laughs> yeah, there's not much to go on, unfortunately.
2: No, no, oh, not at yeah. all. Not at all. Um, but like after that, um, Jack sort of decides that he's he's going to the the caves. Or no, sorry, not going to the caves. He's in the caves. He's going to find uh, Kate and Locke. Um, and that's when he he sort of gets all action man and uh, repels down down into the hatch. Um, and this it's because he knows he knows that Locke is going to sacrifice <laughs> Kate, so that's why he's going. Yeah, it's, it's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but it, like the the next I don't know. It's probably, it, it feels like it's about five minutes, where it's where it's just wordless, and we're just exploring this new set of the hatch. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's it's very tense and it's very. Um, uh, Mysterious, I guess. Well, obviously it's mysterious, but uh, you know, you see all these locations that we're going to become used to over this this whole entire season. Um, like you see the uh, the mural painted on the wall, and I think you see the yeah. Dharma symbol for the first time. I think you also um, you
1: also see Jack's uh, chain with the magnet, kind of the yes. magnetism,
2: and yeah, you
1: get
0: that. That's, what's the yeah. mural about because I saw that when I watched the episode and I didn't recall that so is that because you see that little pots of paint next to it so is that something that uh, the someone who lived in the station had done over the course of so many years or is it
2: um, been, um, I'm not sure actually who it was I, I just know that it, it had uh, 108 in the middle of it which is the countdown the oh, the number of the countdown
1: yeah. of course oh. of course <laughs>
2: uh-huh. it all rhymes it's
0: like poetry. <laughs> and and
1: isn't isn't there a reference to what comes to be the um, when when it goes into lockdown and Locke sees the maps? I'm sure they make yeah. like a very very quick reference to that, and you and it's completely oh. meaningless at that point. I can't remember. Okay. I might be making that up. To
2: be
0: honest, no, you're me. right. Um, it's like a map of the other stations, and it's in like a blacklight right. effect. And that's the, right. Uh, Later on, John does draw the map from memory, but that's like a bit of way ahead. But yeah, no, he does see it. Um, so you tell me that the that. lost
1: writers don't think ahead. That's all I'll say. After <clears throat> <laughs> season
0: after season three, four, yeah, we'll give him a bye up until then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay. yeah. and, and and Jack also goes
2: into the the room with all the, uh, I guess they're like servers or whatever, but, but uh, and also the the computer, um, the. I'm just looking it up. as an Apple II computer. I don't know how old <laughs> that is, but I think oh, that's wow.
1: maybe eighties. Is that eighties? Seventies? That must be early eighties.
0: Early eighties. I 80s. think like yeah, late seventies, early eighties, yeah, around then. Yeah.
2: No, it's just it's like the whole scene um, with Jack just very slowly walking through the hatch. Um, it's just you know it's uh, lots and lots of information at once. Um, you know, again, again not the keep track of all the mysteries but you're just like oh what's that oh what's this why is the the key on round jack's neck attracted to the wall um yeah i mean it's
1: perfect for a season opener really isn't it oh yeah yeah Um, it's adding all those throwing all those threads that they're going to explore whether you realize it or not yeah no it's really good And, and having
2: and having the uh looking back in hindsight you're just like oh okay that's yeah that's pretty good um i know where where this leads and that you know it was satisfactorily paid off in the end, um, at least as far mm. as the season two finale goes. Uh, you know, all the stuff with the hatch was, as far as I remember, pretty satisfactorily.
1: Um, yeah, I enjoy it.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, it's very good. And then um, you see, uh, as Jack is about to use the computer, that's when we see Locke again.
1: It is. So what we should say just before we go. Uh, any further is that well we've already mentioned that these overlap but obviously when mm-hmm. uh, jack sees lock again you know he's got a gun to his head from an unknown mm-hmm. assailant mm-hmm. that little smidge of time is obviously picked up in it's not a drift i think it's orientation i want to say episode mm-hmm. 3 um so there is obviously that tapestry that is being woven <laughs> um but it's it's a it's a good thing to point out um Jack, like you say Jack's about to use the laptop sorry the computer the Apple II Plus computer mm-hmm. um, and uh, Lock says don't touch it mm-hmm. Um. he kind of asks he, he asks where Kate is and again can't remember where she is at this point off the top of my head we won't say because <laughs> obviously it does get revealed um, Lock is obviously revealed to be at gunpoint and the gunman threatens to shoot Lock if Jack doesn't surrender
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then there's a bit of a tit for tat yet yeah, again between uh, it's not as it's not as big as it has been, but between mm. Jack and Locke about you know all roads leading here is this what yeah. we, is this what you really wanted is this what we all wanted? Yeah, I, I enjoyed um, that.
2: Jack, Jack, like, is this your destiny, Locke? Uh, I yeah. enjoyed that quite a lot. <laughs> That's a great line.
1: It is a great line. Yeah, even in that moment, is is like yeah, this ain't destiny. This is just madness. <laughs> But he um, and he does he does his usual John Locke thing of calm down, it's okay.
2: Mm-hmm. You,
1: you don't you don't understand what I understand, and you're like, shut up, Locke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stop undermining everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right, he's right. Um, and then you get the very Scottish. I can't remember the line verbatim, but it's something along the lines of, "I'll blow his damn head off, brother."
0: Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much that, yeah
1: yeah pretty yep. much that, and he steps out, and that is probably at this point definitely the big holy shit moment of the episode because yeah. it's revealed to be Desmond
2: yeah.
1: um, and uh the the fate well, the smash to black is just Jack saying you <laughs> mm. um, yeah and that's your episode, but what a way to kind of conclude everything and and the best thing is really there's so many threads still hanging. You've not really learned anything. You've just added more questions, which I guess is either to the you know the success or the detriment of the show. it's what it's known for really is it raising more questions than maybe it answered.
0: Yeah, there's so much going on. Like, of course, we've got the no the Desmond storyline, but I mean, it's not at the, it's not to the detriment of like the other storylines. Like, they're still mentioned about Definitely the others. Not. They still have the Walt thing there, um, or sorry, the raft thing loosely because water pins. so son asks oh you know are they okay at one point Hurley in the numbers and his paranoia uh, Jack and Locke with their kind of relationship it's just there's so much going on Um, but it balances so well and that Desmond the Desmond storyline the hatch storyline is prominent but it still allows other things to breathe around it it's just really effectively written
1: yeah actually just as you've said that you may, it's made me think that whilst everything does tend to happen in, in the hatch or in and around this new set um, there is like the storylines that we've known uh, or that have been occurring before kind of continue within that surrounding almost mm-hmm. so it's yeah. not like so it's not like they're just focusing entirely on the hatch other things ironically seem to be working against it as well whilst you're learning things
0: that's the group yeah the government they all they all link to the hatch because the john yeah. and jack uh uh they're at odds all the time because of this faith against science or logic against faith um so you got that tied into the hatch you have the the thing with um uh, uh the others linked to the hatch, you know, indirectly linked to, 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 to the Dharma stuff. There's all these things would just center around it, but then that's your big centerpiece. That's your big kind of that's your turkey on, on the dinner yeah. table.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, so good. So so good. So I guess things to take from this episode are a lot of stuff's happened <laughs> um in a nutshell. <laughs> uh we've not even really touched or broken the ice of this, you could argue it's a it's a three-parter to start with. Really, it's a neat yeah. little trilogy. Yeah. Um. I guess the things that you're left with is you've got all the mysteries of the hatch. You've gone into it. You've seen there's a unusual magnetic force. There's a there's the idea that someone clearly lives here. <laughs> there is, and then there's like an underground dome that's got all this computing equipment and a prompt that you've got to execute a command of some sorts i mean mm. initially <laughs> looking back on it when i first watched it i i mean even in hindsight i de- i definitely had no idea what the hell was going on i don't think you meant to
0: i i thought i was like you've ruined it but like, you've ruined the show because they've, <laughs> yeah they've they've kind of done away with the whole island and mysterious thing and now it's gone to like oh no they're all going to be living in these quarters now and it's going to be completely different and it well it is completely different to, to an extent but not in a bad way so yeah um, i mean
1: but we've always said that lost was one of the first well for me it was but like one of the first water cooler tv series that we may have all watched uh, in tandem and I, I know for a fact being at school saying oh my god what you know what does that computer do <laughs> that was a big thing yeah at lunchtime or, you know, during break or whatever. It's like did you, holy shit mate, did you watch Lost? Yeah, what about this, this and this? But what does the computer do? <laughs> yeah. And I think we all because... got it wrong.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean how can how can you guess anything like that, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I think I did think at one point, oh, it must be like a co- like into command codes for a bomb or something because here we've got a bunker on a deserted island in the Pacific and it's like an antiquated computer system or terminal. So what could it be? My first instinct at the time was some kind of bomb. That was my first inkling. Okay, mm. that's, that's not far not off. No, it wasn't it's far not too, off. You no, know,
1: it's not too far off at all. It's not too far off at all. I, got, I think, I think in, my, in my young mind or some of my young friends' minds, someone was like, right, this has gone total King Kong. It's keeping in, like, some weird fucking creature. And I was like, oh, there's already a weird fucking creature on the island. And yeah. they, they were like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, so it's clearly nothing, well, that we know of at this point, nothing to do with the smoke monster. <laughs> no, know? not at all. Not, it's got absolutely nothing to do with that. So mm-hmm. they quickly dismissed this whole King Kong idea that it was some weird <laughs> cre- creature. creature. Um, I just really don't know. That, that. I think that was the beauty of it, is that you, you just... Led to talk about it for ages and theorize, mm. and the, I think the best part was that when you got to the next episode, y- you were always wrong. I, I always loved being wrong because it was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yep. that's that's a cool way of going about it.
2: Oh, oh there's so much to get into this next. Yeah, class. there's so much to talk with. <laughs> it's oh, just Jesus. It's
1: it's such a good thing. So I mean, a couple of things in terms of production that I've got. I mean, I probably wrote more production notes than I did general notes. But um, (laughs) so, man of science, man of faith is obviously a quote that alludes to the previous episode between uh, Jack and Locke. Um, What they wanted, and I think we've touched upon this actually. One thing that Damon Lindelof stated about the episode, uh, alongside obviously. Man of Science, Man of Faith, being Jack and Locke, it was also to imply that Jack is is both within you know within his flashback a man of science, but he does face a miracle, i.e., yeah. saving Sarah. Hmm. So whilst you mm-hmm. could uh, you know it could be meant to be just Jack and Locke, it actually is all about Jack. He he yeah. is a man of science, but whether he believes it or not, he is a man of faith too.
0: Because hmm. the title, it, the title actually. Uh, gives more Gis- weight we'll to that because it's man of science comma man of faith so man it's of, effectively yeah. talking about the same person person, person in that sense. yeah
1: exactly um, so I thought that was very interesting and obviously something that the writers chose to pursue from the off so I think we were right in what we said there and um, yeah we've already said that you know it was episode was written to focus more on the hatch and very little to do with the raft and obviously that is detailed more next week when we'll discuss that um i think as well one thing that i thought was interesting was um that they they um deliberately decided to start the episode inside the hatch which is the swan i think it's later revealed to be um, yep, Swan Station. The Swan Station, that's right. So, because A, you know, it throws you off. I, I think they would have expected the audience for it to, you know, pick up straight from uh, Jack and Locke looking down into the hatch. Um, and uh, I quite liked that the the, uh, the interior of the hatch is styled apparently on San Fr- uh, an old 60s San Francisco apartment. <laughs> so there's. Oh, really? uh, yeah, there's your decor um, influence.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because obviously the majority of the things that I like the but like the um, furniture and like the or the furnishings, sorry, all kind of screen to me like sixties. Hmm. Yeah,
1: it's definitely sixties, and then again, Mama Cass make your own kind of music, a sixties track.
0: Yeah, you know, and he's yeah. using like vinyls and yeah yep,
1: records. Um, incidentally, I'll make your own kind of music is used uh, quite a few times throughout the series I think um, I think it's more of a lyrical motif for Desmond actually uh, I think mm-hmm. they realised how how much synergy there was between the, him and that track uh, but Lindelof said he chose it because uh, it reminded him of his childhood uh, and his mother you know listening to records on Sunday mornings you know like you know doing a chores basically washing the parts you know hoovering things like that and obviously that's very much reflected in that introduction with what Desmond does so it's kind of one of those tracks that you have on in the background that you you do your house chores to so it's very Hmm. it's just very normal things
0: (laughs) Oh, see if that was me if I was Desmond it'd be like fucking Luther Vandross or something
1: (laughs) oh that's a good point so Luther Vandross John (laughs) if it was you what would you be having
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh good reaction if we're talking like what our mums listen to on a Sunday doing the housework, it's probably the <laughs> Van Dross. Um, okay,
1: take that, never forget. F- yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not joking, by the way.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It'd probably be some Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah. oh, good yeah, share, good of, Yeah, <laughs> classic R and B. Do you know what? Yeah. I'd be
1: I'd be interested to see if like anyone on YouTube's like. Uh, Taken that scene, but like, redubbed it. So, could you imagine it with dancing on the ceiling, for example, <laughs> 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 just as the explosion happens? And every, you know, <laughs>
0: or like, um, Olivia and John, like, get physical, get physical, <laughs> yeah, on his little yeah. Bike.
1: yeah, um, <laughs> just randomly put the time warp on there for some reason. I don't know, like, just, <laughs> just go absolutely crazy with it. Um, and uh, my, my final thing. Was just it, it's more of an extension of um, the, the decor, really, for the Swan Station. But I think knowing, I think they knew obviously that it had become a centerpiece location for obviously this entire season, and it was designed to invoke the modernism of the seventies, almost similar to how Disneyland's Tomorrowland, if you've ever been to Paris or Orlando, yeah, um, yeah, the yeah, tom- the that, tom- yeah, the Tomorrowland uh, influence, how that how that was evoked uh or what was considered modern in the 60s um but it's mm. also kind of decayed as well um
2: I was just gonna say like the the room where the uh the the computer sits it's it's in that sort of it's in that dome shape like the like the apcot ball the apcot yeah. golf ball yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's really a good point. Cl- yeah, never th- i never thought about that, but yeah, that makes perfect sense.
1: No, I never did uh, until I was just reading the production notes for it. So th- yeah. it's it's clear. That's really
2: interesting.
1: That it is. It is, and it's really clear to me that they just they just at this point definitely they knew exactly what they were doing. I mm. I know I know that a lot of people gave season two a lot of stick because of, oh, what's the point in putting numbers in? It's not going to do anything. And I was like, but that's exactly the point of the season. <laughs> <laughs> you just you've just <laughs> explained exactly why it's good. It's a, que- it's a question of faith it's a question of clashes and coincidences and miracles and oh it just pissed me off that people didn't like it but yeah that's <laughs> that's just really there's a lot of production there but I think a lot of it centres around the Swan Station and the decor and what that's meant to evoke from a uh, an audience point of view I also think it's really funny that you know above all of that weird and wonderful decor is just a jungle um <laughs> yeah. And obviously as we go on to see further stations, you know, you get more of a feel for what the Dharma initiative were going for really.
2: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. A perfect setup.
1: Perfect setup. So with that, I mean, unless anyone's got any further things to discuss
0: I've got well not things to discuss, I just wanted to do mm-hmm. a couple of little shout outs. Go for it. Um yeah, so um we had I had a message from or a tweet from uh, some guys at the um, previously on lost podcast. Um, they're an American oh, cool. podcast uh, for the show and they gave us a little shout out on their recording this week. so I just wanted to give them a shout out. Thanks a lot guys so much Thank you. Oh much, much. Thank you. Um, and also uh, this is just from this like a personal shout out. This is for the lost and drunk podcast <laughs> uh, Kind Aaron. They are uh, two guys in Bristol who are re-watching Lost and doing a podcast on it, and they have a nice drink whilst doing it. So I love the format and list the last sort of like five or six episodes and yeah, some good stuff. Really enjoy it. So yeah, I want to acknowledge them as well.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. I like the idea. I'll have a look. Yeah. Yeah, Lost is like a community now, isn't it? I love it. Uh, <laughs> I also like the idea of basically doing drunk history, but with Lost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's quite cool. They just they sit and watch the episode, and you know they just kind of commentate through it. So it's yeah, a little different to, to how we do it, but yeah, it's, it's a cool little format. And as I say, they're from the UK, so support your fellow brothers, I guess. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. and we'll and we'll be using brothers the further we go along because it's a very oh, very God. very main. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just basically the best line that anyone could ever say, and so and so warm. It makes me feel happy whenever I hear it in that Scottish accent. <laughs> But with that, thank you uh, everybody, it's been a pleasure as always Um, It is, yeah We've got a lot more to get through, (laughs) let's face it We've not even touched the surface here A lot more questions than answers But next week we will be covering uh, Adrift So we will be picking up with the uh, boat people Your boys Your boys, yeah Uh, Whose centric episode is it?
0: It's a Michael Mm. episode. Oh, it's a Michael one. Okay,
1: so we will be picking up with Mr. Michael Dawson.
0: But we do get to meet the lovely Anna Lucia, finally. Yes. Yes. Not finally, but we see her again. Mm -hmm.
1: Easy Mm -hmm. easy on the eyes, I find.
0: (laughs) She's got the loveliest resting bitch face in the whole of the acting world. (laughs) I
1: said this to someone else almost verbatim, Scott. I said the exact same thing. I was like, don't you just watch Fast and Furious and think, wow that's a sexy resting bitch face and this person just looked at me like you what and i'm like well, do, do, i mean she's easy on the eyes don't get me wrong but that there's yeah can you not see it and they were like dude you you're totally wrong and i'm like nah no nah, i'm right i'm right nah. i agree no, with i'm you.
0: sorry she's yeah definitely and she rarely does smile throughout her duration on loss she's kind of frowning most of the time <laughs> um and i just still think she's like incredibly sexy when she does it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's something there. There's something there, definitely. And we get a very first, very, very, very brief first glimpse at AAA, I believe, as well. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, you know what? I've just... I know we're going forward a bit, but I've kind of jumped into season three already, as you know. <laughs> and, yeah. like, watching what, what happens with, with, with Echo, and I'm like, oh, man, you know what? This guy, he could have been, like, the most... He could have been the key. Um, (laughs) He could have been one of the biggest characters I mean he he definitely is one of the biggest characters, but just how much opportunity was missed from him as a character. But yeah, he's so good. He's just amazing.
1: He was. And I think we've said it before, but that wasn't down to the writers, I think that was down to the actor himself. So Yeah. Sadly, it's a shame shame what could have been, but he's great for what we got. So anyway, next time. An indelible mark yes indelible mark so next week drift, michael dawson but other than that thank you that is our premiere of season two covered thank you for your no time more. no thank you thank you thank you and speak soon bye, bye.